0: And welcome to another episode of Flourish Heavy. You understand that? I told y'all I was going to be getting guests, and I couldn't be any more excited for this guest that I have here right now. You want to talk about motherfucking heavyweights? You want to talk about eating? You want to talk about flourishing andor thriving nourishment? This episode, we have a very special guest, Jordan Oaken, my motherfucking host. The official... The, the real food god for anybody. And I'm not shitting on, you know, whatever that guy's name is. We could shit on on a little, little bit. bit. Yeah, right? So, you know, food is such a privilege, I feel. You know, that a lot of people... Well, you're not even... Yeah, go ahead. But you're not even <laughs> doing a sound check? Wait, like, how do we do video.
1: a sound check? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been complaining. I've been trying to give this podcast a chance. The audio... Is crazy. <laughs> People you don't like, even you don't even do a sound check. I don't even know
0: how to do a sound check. Is how
1: this, is that? this I wanted to blast this motherfucker, Ricardo.
0: He's not even here right now. Ricardo? Does is, he do the audio? So for anybody listening who knows podcasts, I've got two zoom mics in front of me. But
1: who does the audio?
0: Is Ricardo? Ricardo.
1: When did you bring him in? Because, look, let me say something, okay? <laughs> so, I went back. You know our boys with the bagel Baby, the delicatessen, male model, Evan Fox. Of course. So, I went back to his episode about a year ago. Mm-hmm. She said, I've been marvelous. Because that and was- guess what? Ricardo was nowhere near. <laughs> that.
0: Okay? True, true. Okay? So, that's when we were recording in the comedy store. way okay. okay. When well, you need to change up your environment. Yes. Though. So, you know... This apartment is a, is a great move over my head. For y'all who
1: probably can't hear, there is construction I was just thinking of this, and I literally thought I was gonna die in the bathroom because the walls were shaking because <laughs> someone in the next unit is like remodeled. Yeah. So basically, the U- but I don't think the mics will pick it up. No, no, no. We should be it. Okay. So a year ago, you were recording in the comedy store. Yes. And it sounded lovely. It yes. sounded nice. You can have a conversation. You can put it heavy. Listen. You're putting out audio, you want people to be able to hear audio, that's the key, to be able to enjoy it. And then in 2018, you moved the podcast in here, which is a lovely crib, but me may, listen, maybe not the best studio. Yes. So, okay? So, you know, we're, we're exploring the idea of moving back to the Comedy Store. You better be, it, it, you
0: need, be exploring, okay? Beyond Explorer. We're, we're, Make we're, plans. We're making plans. Make plans. However, sound check or not, I think this episode is going to turn out real crispy. Well, <laughs> that's fine, but by the way, you wouldn't
1: even know because you didn't even do a sound check. Half the episodes have one motherfucker coming out of one ear and another motherfucker coming. I was listening to the Kai episode, and that's you're, a good you're episode. in my left ear. That's a good and, episode. And uh, Kai's in my right ear, but it's not a good episode, See, you fucked up. <laughs> You had a good guess. You had a good guess. <laughs> yes. Have you, look at me. You had a good guess. Yes. You had Kai on.
0: Right? But wait.
1: And the motherfucker's only coming into one ear. But did And you? and right now, for all I know, I'm coming out of one ear and someone no, else's no, 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 right. No, that's I'm gonna not tell really all weird. my
0: people to listen to this. And
1: only they're only gonna get <laughs> one ear of me.
0: Y'all are getting two ears. Okay. This is the Dumbo episode.
1: By the way, Kai's episode wasn't that long ago. You have to be hearing this. You guys hear it, I was say.
0: Wait, but did you hear any Kai's episode when he told the story about going to date? No. I okay. couldn't, get couldn't get there, get there because there. it was only in one year. Uh, that's a good story. If you can handle it, it's a good, good story. Okay, so Jordan... Anyway, <laughs> that's it. That, that's my no, that, rant. Right. No, that's fine. That's fine. Respect and to Ricardo. Just respect. Work a little harder, my man. That's true. It's true. And thank you, because I know you wouldn't be saying this if you didn't give a fuck. Well, that's like, the only thing. That's, I why, know. That's, that's why I reach out
1: to you. My whole life. I know. When I hear people who I who I believe in, who I think can offer something cool to the world of entertainment, I reach out. I exactly. Say, I, I, I say hello.
0: And I how, offer advice if they need it. And Jordan even called me a couple times. You know, which is rare because it's usually me calling. You know, right? Um, so I, and I appreciate that big time, and I want you to know that from the bottom of my heart, I really do. Because for anybody who doesn't know, Jordan, it, let's tell them the story because you know, I don't even fully know the full story. I know bits and pieces about how things have come to, but for people who don't know, Jordan Oaken. Legendary culinary. I don't know about that. mid to low level is how I like, I, it. I like to say low to mid. Okay, so do you know my buddy Jack Lather? Yeah, yeah, so Jack, the
1: burgers never say that, guys. Say yeah. that guy, Lighthouse guy, Tron guy. He's got great uh sunglass uh
0: straps, straps. right? Great sunglasses. a big hippie. I love hippies. hippies, yeah, loves fish, yeah. Fish. yeah. You know, loves to eat. hippies. I like Richie. Rich. Yes, yes. And he likes food. a good burger. Yeah. He loves a good burger. Yeah. Jack is someone who, you know, not you remind me of, but there's a lot of similarities between you and Jack. Okay, how so? In the sense of, you know, there's few people that I entrust when I go out to eat. You know, that I'm willing to let them order. Oh, okay. Do you understand? Oh, Jack's got that power. Jack's weekend. got that power. Oh, all right. Jack's got that power. Sometimes because he's paying. Oh, you know? okay. well, that works. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. agree. Yeah. Or just because he's you know he doesn't hold back. Doesn't hold back. And even when we went to Nate Now, it's like it was we we were we were shooting when you and I we were shooting. That was, yeah, we were shooting. The Aka maybe the shittiest meal I've ever had at Nate Now. Well,
1: it's that's fine. It's fine, but. You know they now kind of fallen off since the last Since the ownership changed But they'll get it back Then we'll get it back and I think. like their breakfast The breakfast is still very strong I've had some Questionable lunches There recently
0: Nothing beats their passwords No Nothing No and, and heavy would know And I yes, yes Heavy would know So But I entrust you Blindly you know, like if I was gonna have, you know, a meal and you were gonna send me somewhere and you were to text me, you know, I entrust you. Good. And I entrust you for good reason. Jordan, good. for people who don't know, has a huge podcast that's sprouting and flourishing, like it was the spring, called Air Jordan. We flourish in the summer. <laughs> we flourish in Even under hundred degree Sherman Oak Suns. So, that's what I'm saying. Right. So so Jordan has this podcast and it's strictly food, and I respect that so much because, you know, when I started my podcast, I really wanted to do—I wanted it to be centralized around food, but as you guys know, I'm extremely, um, you know, uh, I, I act on the past 10, 15 episodes have been recorded with Ricardo. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, the first episode. Well, and you can't talk food with Ricardo? No, we talk food. We talk food. You talk oh. where you eat. But, but I, I, I risk, I, I'm really excited about your podcast because it is a lot of chefs, people in food, and it's, there's not many like yours that's just talking about... you know f-
1: It's very focused on L.A., on our food scene, on our chefs, what makes L.A. dope, what's putting L.A. on the global stage. That's what I'm about. Yeah. Everything I've ever done artistically in my life, it's been about... What is going to put LA in the best light? I represent Los Angeles to the fullest, born and raised. Okay, so let's get into this now. The story behind it. So you're a Los Angeles Jew. I'm a LA Jew, born on the West Side, born in Westwood, <laughs> Westwood Village, West Side. Now, by the way, Westwood real soft, right? Okay. As part of the in, in the city landscape, uh, and I was always soft. I'm soft as shit, right? But. Uh, back in the day, Westwood was kind of like Universal City Walk. Kind of like there was a rough element there. Okay. Like a okay. tourist actually got killed in Westwood in like right. the, in like the late '80s, and the the city shut it down. It, it made it like super safe. Okay. But yeah, from Westwood. And, um, and you're
0: you're in your late 30s. I'm, I just turned 40. Muscle tough. My man. Muscle tough My man. I made you look, it. You look good. I made it. You moisturize. Yes. You know. I keep it smooth. Yes, yes, he does. So, Westwood Jew. Westwood Jew. Um, not yeah. many of us. Not well. I'm, I'm. I'm more familiar with the Brentwood Jew. Yeah,
1: but, but yeah. I'm right across the freeway. Yeah. He sure. went when OJ. When OJ took the Bronco, he got off at my exit, right at the Sunset exit, and the Brentwood Jews they turn left, uh, they go over the freeway, they go in the apartment. The Westwood Jews—they turn right, okay. right—and so everything's about where OJ got off. Okay, so you're on the right, right.
0: side, not the wrong side. Right, and uh, not much difference. What, 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 Yeah, no. But what I really wanted to talk about is what were the monumental, like, you know, life experiences that led towards you becoming the true food guy?
1: Well, all right. Well, first of all. How did it stop calling me the food dog. Okay, okay,
0: fine, fine. I yeah. appreciate True. it. True, but Stop. The, it. The, the food lord. Let that whack ass Okay, shit yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And also, too, just on that note, like, you know, we're, we respect the food game, and that's why we don't like the food that, that guy. It, In a way, the his relationship with food, at least. I don't know what he's like personally, but his relationship with food, I think, is offensive. It's just I'm not into
1: what he's covering, what he's doing, and I think the motives behind it are strictly monetary, and that's cool for no right but that's not what I'm into. Me neither. Um, I am mean, I like getting paid, and anyone who would like to pay me should bring opportunities my way. Check a goal. gold belly. I mean, Go belly. Air sponsor Jordan. Sponsor of Air Jordan, 20% off. Promo code Air, use Air Jordan, 20% off. Every order, every product, which we need to talk about, because I need to get in touch of Gold Belly. Once I'm, looking
0: at it, I mean, just, just start that one. Okay. I don't know. I don't. I'll just tell
1: gosh. the listeners real quick. If you have never heard of Gold Belly before, they deliver iconic regional foods all across the country. So if you're in LA and you want a Pat's cheese steak, or you're in LA and you want a Gino's East deep dish, or you want H&H bagels and Russ and Donner lox, or you want Snow's Barbecue in Texas, it's all available to come right to LA. It's wild. And,
0: and if you use the Air Jordan code, you get 20% off. 20% off. Right. And actually, I was salivating during the, yeah, the Fox episode, which just dropped a little bit a yeah because yeah. you guys were eating for really the cheese Yeah, steak. the
1: Jewish food excellence episode with Yeasty Boys and Three Minutes. It, really it was kind of disgusting, though, Evan, even that... You no, 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 it was good. you going to eat a cheese thing again, no, it was so
0: exciting. It was good. You know
1: what? It was like, that's what I'm going for. Like, I just don't want to read normal ads. You know, no. I, want to, I want to make it a little more organic and a little more fun. So, yeah, we ate Pat's cheesesteaks on air. You can check that out. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, that. It's, a, it's a little disgusting listening to two big-ass Jews... Chewing on
0: cheese sticks. No, No, the, the reason why it's it was all right. no, the reason why it's not is because
1: it's real. Like you could hear. It was it. very real. It was right. very real. It, it was one thing. Was it cool. was real. All right, so back to back. So back to how I did it. Okay. So uh, I get back into town from college. I went to UCSB. Okay. Which is in Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. Okay. Studied. Uh, what were you like in college? What was I like? Um,
0: I don't know. We I, like, I, like, I don't
1: really you, know. Or did you? Did you?
0: well in school?
1: No, I mean, I, I did well in the subjects that I wanted to do well okay. in. Okay, so you uh, graduated? So, creative writing, film studies, film history, all that stuff, which were my majors, did very well. Cool. Everything else was never a great student, and my ADD just takes care of that. Okay. Right? So I, I don't, I don't do else. well. Pretty much, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, so I get back to L.A., first job I can get is a job at America's Funniest Videos watching the VHSs that people would send in to try to get on the show. So you're screening.
0: I'm, what, the I'm you're choosing what in the,
1: in the in the uh, early 2000 reality TV world, it was known as a logger. I'm sure okay. it's still known as the same thing. Okay. But, so, literally, people would send in their video submissions. I would watch them. The funny ones, I would then run into the writer's room. And then they would... And choose. then they would, they would start writing jokes about those videos and figure out where they fit into the episode. So, you
0: basically chose what people watched on America. Like, yeah, for one season. For one season. Book, for but, one season. There were a couple of us. But that's cool.
1: It was a dope that joke. Cool. It was a dope first Because job. that's
0: actually a really cool way of knowing what's funny. Of, of of I being I being able to quickly identify what's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. And it
1: kind of just dawned on me right now, um, that it was like it was a beginning of like, you know, curating, right?
0: Yes. Exactly. Yes. Right. Exactly. From from the beginning. Right. So
1: there were a couple of us. It was good. uh and I I bounced around a few reality jobs after that. So you're like twenty your early, in my early 20s. Okay, okay. And reality TV just was going nowhere fast. I wanted to get more fast-tracked into Hollywood. Okay. I still wasn't sure what I was wanting to do. I was kind of riding on the side. You're single, single at this point? Yeah. Okay. And um, I decided to get into the talent agent business. Okay. Because those are kind of like just the center of the business. And As if, an agent? Or an if editor? you don't become an agent, right? A Hollywood agent. Okay. If you don't become an agent, that's a great thing on your resume, go run a studio, go be a development executive, go make movies, whatever you're going to do, it's a good starting point. So I get in there and I quickly realize I'm the worst assistant in the history of Hollywood, okay? <laughs> the the agent I'm working for hates my guts because I'm so bad at it. Is this a small agency? Or... No, it was ICF. Oh, that's Pretty big agency. Yes, yes, yes. Pretty big, yes. big agency. <laughs> okay, Okay. Go. Yeah, uh, oh well, I would have fucked up your career. They're doing just fine if, no, I was, no. if I was an assistant at that time, uh, so I was horrible at it to the point where, like, the agent who I was working for asked me what agency sent me there to ruin his business because <laughs> <laughs> I was that bad. So I got off to his desk, and at that time, I started writing. Um, I was writing journal entries, and a lot of time I would fictionalize journal entries and just to cope with my emotions. Daily journal entries. Yeah, uh, and at that time, because I was so unhappy at the talent agency, I started writing about what a happy kid would look like at a talent agency, and not necessarily happy, but what a successful kid, what a kid who was dying to become a Hollywood agent, who was really good at being an assistant to a Hollywood agent, the exact opposite of me, to cathartically deal with the pain of being in such a shit box every day, right, and... Knowing that I wanted to be creative, that I had, that I wanted to pursue my own career and not help other people in their careers, uh, it was it was stifling, right? Yes. So I started writing these journal entries about a kid who was like fantastic at this job. And all those journal entries, I started showing them to people, and those eventually became, they got me a book deal at uh, Simon & Schuster. Wow. And so when I left the business, to just keep writing these fake journal entries, which eventually became my first novel called Ellie Fade Away. You could buy it on Amazon. Wow. It didn't sell very well. There's plenty of copies. <laughs> that's okay. So get one. Get caught. Cop, cop it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Everyone starts somewhere. So that's our new career life. Cool. But, but that's cool how it happened organically. You weren't like, I'm going to try and get a book deal. You just were writing out of out of... Basically pain, pain. Yeah, and people saw it and identified that it was something unique.
1: Yeah, and you know, I, I at the time I was reading uh, a lot of like Brendan Stenellis. I was reading a lot of Joan Didion because because he she was informative for him, and I was reading a book uh, that. Can you, can you give me some books to read? Sure. Okay. Cool. And I was reading <laughs> a book uh, which everyone should read who's even remotely interested in Hollywood called. Uh, Easy Rider's Raging Bulls, okay. which is Peter Biskin's um, book on the counterculture and film, uh, starting basically with Easy Rider oh, wow. uh, and how the film business was transforming uh, with the hippie culture and well before until Jobs came out and changed everything. Oh, okay. well, uh, and that book was written in a it's a nonfiction book, but it was it was written very novelistically. And it felt like fiction because it was so fucking cool and sexy and of the time. And so I was really inspired by that. So I
0: wrote the oh, book. That's an, I can, can that be one of the ones that yeah, I Okay, uh, oh, no, I want you to drop it off. <laughs> <laughs> My bro, Keep your own Amazon account.
1: Uh, and yeah, that, read, that led to a career in writing and uh, a career in television writing. So at
0: what, at what age are you at this point? Um. Uh, like 20s? Um. Uh, at this point now, I'm like
1: early thirties. Oh, cool. It Took me a long time to get the book together and everything like yeah. that. So I'm early. Mid, I'm early thirties.
0: Are you with your wife to be at this point? I'm with my wife. Uh, where did you guys were, in L.A. Okay. Yeah. And did you guys know each other before you met, or or, or yeah? That's what we're no, saying. no. Um, <laughs> 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 no, did you met each other before you met? <laughs> and then it
1: popped off. Wow.
0: Yeah, well, I just met a nice Jewish girl. Did you? Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that.
1: More. Okay. Yeah, we got to get back to these uh, bumps on your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But, but no, no, no. We look like Tom is. Hanks in Philadelphia right <laughs> Literally. No, I look like Mara from Home Alone. Yeah. Um, and So, look. So, I became a writer. I was selling television pilots. Uh, and my book has a lot of restaurant scenes in it. Okay. My book is very much based in reality of what it was like being a Hollywood assistant at that time. And throughout all time, everyone in Hollywood, they're going out to eat. Yes. They're going to cool eat restaurants. It. They're going to all the hot spots. It's very important what you're ordering, what you're drinking, where
0: you're going and being seen. And also, too, you are a man who's, for 30 years, loved food. And. Yeah, especially. And
1: especially at this time, because at this time, you know, moza, pizzeria moza. Was, has been out for a couple of years, and in about 2009, then, then you see Animal coming along, yep. transforming Fairfax and Los Angeles, and you see the Kogi truck coming along. And so LA is starting to become a food destination, a food city, it's becoming on the map, and I love how those chefs are putting LA on the global scene in the conversation
0: as being the best. So what was interesting about what you're saying, and I think about your buddy, who I've never actually formally met, but the Phil guy. Who's that? Phil. Oh, Phil. Phil. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yes. yes. Phil Yeah. Huge, huge food guy. Yeah. And I remember seeing something and he was saying, basically talking about how he was at a convention or something in New York and he said that the L.A. food scene was kind of, I don't know if he said it was better than New York, but if he said something along the lines of right now it's better or it's, it's become better. And I've spent a lot of time in New York and a lot of time in L.A. And yeah, I'll we'll just see. say this. L.A.'s food scene must be respected. Do you understand that? Right. And, and this but is you're, not I, going,
1: you're not going as far to say L.A.'s a better food city than New well,
0: York. No, it's just... It's, just, it's, just it's so different. different. It's very different. It's just so different. And, and what I'll say to that, just the last thing, yeah. say is even before Koji Truck and Animal and all these spots, because L.A. is so big, arcadia long beach all these different pockets yes. cities that are really considered to be the greater los angeles area yeah. you know that's why la is so big yeah there are, there are fucking gems and dimes littered through every little pocket like there are good places to eat that have been around for a long long time i feel in yeah. LA like it's been great here for like the Japanese influence and the Thai influence and the Korean influence. Like, I'm not even interested in crowning
1: LA the best food city. So I don't think it matters. I mean, everyone kind of just respects us now and they know that we're, you know, a city to keep an eye on and to travel to and to respect, and, and that's fine. I know that Bill Addison, uh, the LA Times food reviewer, looked, recently just said that, you know, he was a roving critic for Eater. So he literally, his job for the last five years was traveling across Is the this country. it's tall white guy? Uh, yeah. I know him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So his job for the last five years is literally traveling across the country, trying all the new restaurants, all the classic restaurants, writing about it for Eater as the roving critic, and he pretty much says, look, like, if there's one person who could say it, I could
0: say it, is the best food city in the country. And, and And the reason, the argument I feel like why it is, is because New York is so condensed that... It's just such a smaller area, do you know what I'm saying? Whereas the LA food scene is so vast. I mean, yeah, we're sprawl. Yeah, so it's tough to compare. Yeah. Um, so continuing to the point where you're in your mid-30s. So my book had a lot of restaurant scenes in them. Okay.
1: And as a writer, you're always looking to enhance your audience, right? To get your audience up. And I thought that everyone, all the Hollywood execs who are buying shit, they love the food scene just as much as us. So I thought, you know what, I really enjoyed writing the restaurant scenes in my book. I have scenes that take place in Dantana's, scenes that take place in Craig's and Jones on 3rd, and so people really enjoyed that. So I thought, maybe I'll start
0: also as a side thing,
1: as like a hobby, writing about food, but doing it in a novelistic way, in the way that I wrote my novel, in the way that I loved reading that Easy Writer's Raging uh, Bulls book, Ah. which is trying to make nonfiction sound like fiction sound novelistic you know and so that was a insane. very hard thing to do because most of everyone the LA times eater LA magazine time Out LA everyone I ended up writing for no one really wants a writer who's writing like that they all have their mandates they all have to sound a certain way uh, but I was able to get a couple articles done but ultimately, I wanted it so that Hollywood executives or anyone else could hear my voice and read my voice and say, "Oh, like, oh, I know he's a writer. This is a very cool article about some burger plays. Maybe I'll check out his screenplays." Smart. But that stopped serving its purpose because editors were rewriting me too much, uh, fuck and they were that. taking my voice away. And so I thought, you know what? Let's just get my literal voice out there inside the podcast.
0: Wow. So, you know, this is why Jordan's podcast is so good. It's because it has a specific, you know, it has a specific path of this of this narrative of food. And I think that if you guys haven't, like, I've, I, I can't lie, I haven't listened to every single episode. It's okay. I know there's about... How many episodes?
1: Were, like, I'm close to my year anniversary, Wow. but I, I, I've consistently done one a week, but I, there are some weeks where I've done more. So I think I've done like,
0: I think I've done like 55. Wow. Maybe. Wow. So, you know. Started late September, 2018. You know, if you're interested in, I, I'm in, if you're interested in any type of chef, if you look down the list of these episodes, some of your favorite chefs are literally on this list.
1: Yeah, we've had Wolfgang Puck, John and Vinny, uh, Jeremy Fox, John Yao, John Yao Wow, <laughs> my man. Uh, and But I'm really also trying to be a little different than most food podcasts, which kind of just interview the same guests over and over again. So, I'm, so I am pulling my Hollywood strings. You know, we've had Joel McHale on, I've had oh, Jay Novak on, we've had Phil Rosenthal on, uh, Yeah, so I'm just I'm trying. We just had Danny Trejo on this week. We had I him, saw that my man Danny Trejo. He's actually in food. Now. He is now it's, in he's got donuts and tacos. Yeah,
0: but that's you know that's that's Machetti. So um, that's Johnny Twenty Three. So upbringing, you know, West Coast Jew, love for food, obviously, just came at, from a young age, being a well fed Jew. Um,
1: yeah, you know always loved the stuff in my face. I've always been overweight, um, uh, but truly in the the, the late two thousands, when LA was really being put on the scene, and I saw that LA was being celebrated in that way, you know, that, that's how you really, that's how I really
0: fell in love with it. So, you um, felt that fish is such a difficult food to introduce to a non Jew
1: like can you imagine most of them aren't
0: bringing a Goya or like a pretty a pretty girl well you know the funny thing <laughs> wait, first is wait first of all Goya I think is is Goya like, is that inappropriate I don't care say I say it all the time <laughs> fuck is it that? they're all goy. Okay, okay. they're all <laughs> Gentiles they're all
1: Goyes they have Goya show and you know what like <laughs>
0: you know what True. I can't be, can be scared to say yeah, goy.
1: Like, especially you. Yeah, but honestly. Like, you know, I consider my podcast, it's a food podcast, but I consider it a comedy food podcast. Uh, that's it. There's like, comedy in. It I can't uh, I it. Like, comedy. like can't I'm not looking to offend people, but at the same time, like, if, if it's coming from a funny place, then it,
0: it does not matter.
1: And no. the goys are just naturally funny, and it's a funny word. just Interesting how
0: people didn't know that um, Joan is a goy.
1: Yo, that people And I've known that for years. So uh, what have, what you're talking about right now to let to let the people know is I recently announced that I'm gonna be sitting down with Joan from Jones. Legendary Okay, so she's a legendary Irish woman. She's legendary, <laughs> right? But like most see Jews love Jones. Jones, okay? We love love it. The and there's nothing really Jewish about Jones. But we just feel comfortable there, okay? Yes, yes. The Jews, for some reason, we like a Chinese chicken salad. They've got a very good one. It's clean.
0: It reminds me of home.
1: I don't, other than the Chinese chicken salad, which doesn't even make any sense. I don't know why Jews love Jones so much,
0: but we just do. They do, okay? have, a good, they do have a good, I'll say this, they do have a good bagelux and cream cheese platter. Yeah, but, but the, you, you know the, have you ever had the New Jersey breakfast sandwich? Yeah, that's, yeah.
1: Which is a bagel. Yes, but there's nothing inherently Jewish about it. Anyways, Jews love Jones, right? LA Jews love Jones. And and most people, most Jews, still think she's Jewish. And when I announced that she's coming on my podcast in a couple weeks, I let people know that she's actually not Jewish. And the response I got in my DM was like... Overwhelming. Outrageous of... Jews being so upset. And I don't know why we get upset. What because we we are persecuted, right? Because most, most when you're in LA you don't feel the anti-Semitism to too much. No. But you know that Jews are mostly globally hated, right? So we try to stick together, right? Like, like well, I don't so know if you guys know so Eddie that well, but like, I just feel comfortable with him, yeah. right? Better than some of my Gentile friends who I've known forever, right? These <laughs> boys who I can't find the most common ground with, right? Because we were kind of raised the same. And we feel comfortable together, right? And we want to celebrate Jews and Jews doing well. So everyone thought John was Jewish, not a Jew. You know what? And this- it's a little
0: disappointing, I gotta say. But well, the, the Jews aren't going to stop going. But she's great, and her daughter's great, too. They have a whole, It's a whole family business. I have a story about Jones before I get into it, but I want to talk about this first. But
1: gefilte fish, hold on. Getting back to your gefilte fish, I actually think it could be easier to get the Gentiles to eat gefilte fish because they didn't grow up eating it with having these kind of horrific memories of trying to eat it and seeing China. that jelly. And all the and all the grossness that goes along with it. So maybe they'd be more open uh, maybe. to it if they didn't I, I, have that childhood experience. If I was
0: bringing home a pretty girl, which has never happened, I think it would be extremely difficult to introduce. Yeah, look, the Jews, we have great food. Our food is
1: dope, right? But that's I mean like like every other like every other culture, every other cuisine, they got some gross shit on it and it's Yeah, I know.
0: Talking about this, wanting to see other Jews thrive, it actually makes me think of the beginning of the uh, Friedman part of that episode that you released with Evan, just talking about, you know, after the war, you know, um, Jews wanted to flourish, and, uh, you know, the Carnegie Deli sandwiches, that just Jews making it, and that, that still lives on, I feel. And that's why my parents and grandparents are always like, but you're given their Jewish. Right? <laughs> I'm like what I'm They gonna... don't know yet that you're never are never getting married? <laughs>
1: you're being married. They, okay, they no. listen to this? Oh hell no. No, they don't okay. watch my story. If they did, I would let them know. The man's never <laughs> listen, people. The man the what what's your last name? Dancing? Dancing. The dancing family. <laughs> <laughs> listen. Wherever you are in Toronto. The man's not getting married. Well, At least anytime soon. Yeah, so,
0: not anytime soon. However, I did go out with But you're still a young man. Yeah. Oh, 33. I'm okay, so this bump on my head. Yeah, I was out with
1: a Jewish girl. So heavy's got two sizable welts. on his head. One is healing a little quicker. He may have been picking
0: it. It's a little no, red. No, no. One's a little redder. The top one? No, the bottom one's a I little redder. I saw that. I saw the that. top one looks like it's healing a little better. Well, I feel like maybe it's just how how I slept last night. I don't know. I these are these me. are unfortunately positioned on his
1: head. <laughs> Very prominent. Although he does wear a lot of hats, so. The hat's probably covered, but I can't
0: because it like I maybe took these. So how great. did you get these? So I took a girl to Jimpachi. Yeah, great restaurant okay. in West Oliver for sushi. Card gets declined. Okay, first of all, no, no, no. Before that, before a card gets declined, a friend walks in. I introduce her to the friend as the wrong name. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, so how long did you know this girl?
1: I've known her for a long time. So okay. it's like
0: understand. But it's fine. Not really. Not really. No. Not Not at all. unacceptable. Have you guys smashed yet? No. Wow. So so this is the first time I'm taking her out. Wow. So I call her by the wrong name. Yeah. First card gets declined. Second card works. So it's all good. She's still there. Right? which is respectful because sometimes when your car doesn't get to when your car gets line, right. some, some girls are just like bro the wrong saying. name thing is worse than <laughs> exactly exactly. Than exactly yeah she was really just you got two, strikes. <laughs> two <laughs> strikes right we get back our place. Uh, we're here I'm sitting over here okay yeah. after maybe like you know 20 minutes of hanging out having a drink I have some more tequila I have like tequila I'm like a little drunk now she's straddling me right so I'm like this she's straddling me. So I'm like sitting there, she's driving me. In the moment, I think, obviously, like let's be a hero and like let's stand up, right? Let's stand up and go to my room. You're going to pick her up? I'm going to pick her up. And I'm going to to the room. the room, which I've right. done before. Yeah, of course. And however, this time when I stood up, He's I not, lost? No, he's not walking I, around the room and shouting I, me. I lost my balance. Okay. She goes down somewhere, I think over here actually. I end up dropping her here. And, and then after I drop her, I go boom and hit my head like that on no. this. On this. Oh. No. So this is like a scene out of a movie. And she's was she okay? Yes, she was okay. She was laughing i was laughing and she actually still like went home with you. strike three yeah. and you still yeah so she might be the one she's jewish
1: wow. she's like yeah what is Who? do you know her name right now what's, what's her name
0: her i don't want to say what's her name it. I'll, I'll tell what's you what's her what I, name i don't want to say do you it. Not know it yes i do know it what was the name i'll tell you, I'll tell the the you, you, it, you it, it's not rebecca you it's not it Rebecca. It's not Rebecca. I don't even think I've ever
1: met a Rebecca. The girls are really named Rebecca. Yeah. Jewish girls. i never known sure. Rebecca. For sure. I've never known a Rebecca in my whole life. Becky. Never known a Rebecca. Maybe it's not a big LA name.
0: I don't know. And that's what I call her.
1: Wow. Yeah. So, so uh, you
0: fucked yourself up. Yeah. But she still fucked with me. So it was very, very interesting. Uh, so that's well, one thing. I was born on, there. on his, Well, Polly's My mom told me, um, Okay, so Family Style is one thing I want to talk about. Yeah, when it's coming out. Family Style is September fifteenth.
1: This is gonna come out before that. Uh yeah. That's this Sunday. This, yeah, this
0: is this is dropping tomorrow.
1: Oh, cool. Dropping tomorrow. on right, cool. As long as we can get the sound proper. Yeah, I'm, look,
0: I'm probably coming out in one year right now, but whatever. No, 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 this is this is this is the proper year. Wait, so what is Family Style? Its a food thing started by the well, Family Style.
1: Yeah, uh, Family Style started by the hundreds. Their first annual, it is a uh, first of its kind food and streetwear festival. So they, which is right up both of our alleys. Yeah, man. So they are pairing uh, dope chefs with their favorite streetwear artists, and they are collaborating not only on an exclusive food item but an exclusive pizza merch. This is super cool. This is dope. This is dope. Whose idea was this? This is the 100s. The 100s. This is, this, is, uh, this is Ben 100. This is Bobby 100. This is their man, Miles. And I just saw Nike came on board. They, they've they been dropping exclusives. They, they dropped Prince Street Pizza's coming. I saw that too. They dropped that Cats' Deli's coming. Yeasty Boys will be there. Yeasty Boys will be Uncle there. Padme's Uncle Paulie's will be there. John and Vinny's, Felix. Yes. Toi, uh, so Toi, Felix is actually like a Canadian, Canadian chef.
0: No. Yes.
1: Evan Funky is from the Palisades. Who's, who's who's what's the at? The the pasta restaurant in Venice Beach is that Canadian? No. Why? Who told us that it's Canadian? Some some uninformed motherfuckers. Wow. In yeah, Evan Funky is uh, an
0: LA native, LA kid from the Palisades. Okay, so Family Fest is on September fifteenth. Family season. Family, yeah. Tickets are still available, wrong? but pretty pretty limited. I was going to
1: say, like, get your tickets now. And the VIP experience is probably the best. So, random tickets tickets cost 40 bucks. VIP is, like, 120, I want to say. But it comes with a Hallam Ray sandwich, which you won't have to wait in line for. It comes with some merch, like a dope bag, open bar, special area. Worth it. Um, Okay, cool. And I'm judging, I'm on a judging panel with, uh, Ellen Bennett and uh, Alvin Kayan, and we're doing like the next in line competition. Oh, which I is saw that. A few restaurants have nominated like their, their, their best star on the line, and they are cooking something. Uh, and everyone in the festival gets to taste it and, and cast the vote, and then we're the final judges who are going to lay it down.
0: So, I think what's really cool is the one person that I saw was the butcher from OTM.
1: Yeah, Ode, so Odium has, has someone, uh, John and Vinny's has someone, uh, Felix has someone, Cato has someone. This is just very,
0: I'd like to say this for the food culture. Food Food has always been considered not to be as cool as it actually is. Even though it's been cool always, you know what I mean? Uh, I think it's the root of a lot of culture and love and sex and flourishing. Food, you understand?
1: Food. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's what the hundreds are uh, trying to do with this because they've always known that food is dope and they've always known that streetwear is dope. But the streetwear kids aren't really necessarily interested in food and the food people aren't necessarily interested in streetwear. So they're trying. They're exactly. trying to
0: bring everyone together. Exactly. That's why I think we're, the, why it's going to work and why it's going to be a big thing. And okay. this next in line competition is very much up your alley because it's a whole, it's a, it's a fun flourish. I'm going to be by your side. It's a flourish it's a competition. We we make sure
1: you I'm know? on the list of the things. Put it
0: on. So I'm, I'm not in charge of that list. <laughs> not, okay, I need to get on the list. I'm buy a ticket. You gotta talk I not be thinking
1: too good. I not too good to buy a ticket. Too Man. good. Too broke. Man. When we went to Man. sell forty dollars is not that much money. Uh, I'll buy a money. ticket. I'll buy a ticket. And when we went to when we went to the free and easy thing and Bert was making his burgers, you wouldn't wait in line. Get oh please! A, for the are people. you too good for lines?
0: Please. And oh. I waited in that line. Uh, for for buying tickets, maybe, but no, not waiting. Unless I got hard to go. No, no, lines are for everybody. Uh, Okay, so now, just quick before you leave, uh, you know, you're so well versed in the LA restaurant scene. I know this is tough. I would never ask you what is your favorite restaurant in Los Angeles. Yeah. That is just an idiotic question, I feel. Yeah. But if you like to list off, let's say, your top
1: Why don't I give you five? Yeah, give me
0: five. Why don't I give you five that, like, I think,
1: these are, like, the five right now that I always tell people who are coming to L.A., they want to try something, this is what they should try. This is what's happening. It's, 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 it's it's the five, it's a question I get a lot, so I know these five. Mm -hmm. It's the five that I think, like, if I could only eat in five restaurants for the rest of my life, maybe these five would be it. In Los Angeles. In in Los Angeles,
0: all right. Langers Deli. Hallelujah! Across from a park, Macarthur Park. Uh, honestly, close at four p.m. because it's in such a dangerous area. I can talk about this place forever. It's the best it's the deli best.
1: in and Los Angeles, possibly no, the country, possibly the world. Well, so all my New York friends say Katz's is, is still better and that Katz's pastrami sandwich is still better. Disagree. Most people who have had both recently disagree. I disagree. I literally,
0: like I was in New York a month ago with had a pastrami sandwich. And the, it's not as good as the 19. Well, there, there are certain things about like landers that they do like their attention to detail, like the half break. Right. right. Like just double baking the bread. Like baking it once more before, right before they slice it just generates a yeah. different texture. Yeah, no, uh, the, bread, the bread's lights up. as The crunch. crust on the outside. Crunchy on the outside. It's so unbelievably crunch. soft on the inside. The the, the the light, like, the coleslaw is so, it's not overdressed. And then the pastrami, it's almost like, you know when you eat sushi and it's all one bite, you know, that's how it's good sushi, because yeah. it's all one, huh? Yeah, it all melts. It's, it's, all, it's all, yeah. And that's yeah. what like, it's like, and, and it's such an umami when it all happens together. And then the cheese, and then the cheese. But and by the the dressing. For me, it's not even just
1: about the number 19. You can go and have a corned beef sandwich I and it's lights out. But go have the but best you, latkes you've ever had in your life. I've done hot dog on an onion. Okay, ball. that I couldn't have
0: done. That to see case. Like, wait, 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 wait. wait. You've, you're able to say that you've tried those things because you've lived in Los Angeles your entire life. The number 19 is so good. It's so good, it's almost impossible
1: not to order at everything. The first 150 times you go to this place, you're ordering a number 19. But here's the thing. Even if you go there alone, okay, which no one's really doing, but no. even if you go there alone, get the number 19, which is a pastrami sandwich with all the fixings on it, but then also, because it's so good, get a corned beef sandwich and take some home with you. The corned beef there, no joke, is as good as the pastrami is
0: Can we go to Langer's together? Yes, of course. Okay. It's honestly like I've been to Barney Greengrass, uh, Frankel's, uh, Katz's, Russell Daughters. Russell Daughters is known for beef. Uh, I've never. The beef, the pastrami at Langer's. It's the best. It's the best. It's the best. Also to the vibe, the cream soda. Okay, so that's Langer's. It's it's a
1: true Jewish deli. We can talk about that. It's a true Jewish deli. So Langer's is It, it, it. And basically. That may be the one. That's, that is but the that one. That may be the one. It is the one. Uh, <laughs> the best bite in Los Angeles, maybe my favorite bite in Los Angeles, is Mariscos Jaliscos Dorado Taco, which is a fried shrimp taco covered in salsa and avocado.
0: Whoa, 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 Put me on. Never even. What? Yeah. You don't even know this? No. Jesus. Where? How long have you lived in LA? Five years. Holy holy, my Where Jesus. is this?
1: No bro, you don't understand You need your list. This is this is on the outskirts of Boyle Heights, where Boyle Heights and downtown LA and Vernon all converge Ooh. on this street. Uh, on uh, it's it's on they they usually park on Olympic. They have another truck that parks more kind of centered downtown. Okay. But this is it. This is the best taco in Los Angeles.
0: Oh okay. Chicago's. And pa- Oh, well, look, they don't fuck with Pastor, but, I, I you know, Leo's is good, but it's not in this universe. Oh, wow. This
1: is a fried shrimp taco, and you will bite into this thing, and you will look into it, and you're still not exactly sure what's happening because it's not just chunks of shrimp. It's this paste of shrimp and vegetables and God knows what else. And they, I'm almost envisioning like, like that, like a dumpling. It tastes dumpling-esque, and it's funny that you say that, because in the Ugly Delicious episode, the taco episode of Ugly Delicious season one, David Chang, with a bunch of people, they go on, including Jonathan Gold, <laughs> all right, they go on a taco crawl, they have this, David Chang had never had it before, and when he bites into it, he says that it tastes similar to a dumpling, because it is almost stuffed in that way. Huh. So,
0: so that's the place I to go. This is a place you need to. Okay, I'm going to continue to go okay. to. Okay. And it's obviously cash. It's like a cash only truck. Uh, I think they're cash only. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Number three. Number three. I, I would I would weigh in more on number two, but I don't know anything about it, so I can't talk about it. Number
1: three is possibly the best sandwich in the country. Certainly the best chicken sandwich in the country. That's how
0: it So let's talk about this. Yeah because I don't think that I really had the opportunity to really try it even. I, listen, I went, to, hey, I went to Hal and Ray's once. It was delicious. The line was long. When did you go? Two years ago.
1: And what did you order? Hot fried chicken. And it was slightly too spicy. Yes, but on the bone, the sandwich, on the bone. wings. On the bone,
0: and wait. Okay. And I feel like I need to just go back. Like, I, I haven't given it a proper opportunity because Gus's is somewhere that I feel is, like, that, that I beat the shit out of. But Howland Rays is clearly the one. You need
1: to go. go okay. You need to go to both these places. And look, the line at Howland Rays is long. Yes. Okay, they, they average... Should they hook you up. They may hook me up. I I, I may not have to wait in that line. You can come with me. Yes. Uh, But even for most people, the line is doable. And a lot of people complain about the line and they say, look, I'll never wait more than an hour for food or even that long. But there is something special going on at Howland Race. And it's part of why they're so popular and why they've sustained the success that they've sustained. And that is because there is an ethos and there is a vibe agree okay that is happening there and not only is it the best fried chicken you've ever had and not only is there a spice experience involved which is addictive right when you get the endorphins going from something a little too spicy but super flavorful you can't believe how good this bite of food is but then as you creep towards the entrance You start smelling the food. You hear the rap music booming out of this small space in Chinatown. You hear the chefs yelling at each other in a very positive way. Yes, chef. Uh, Anyone who walks in who they know is Instagramming, they all start to pose and stop what they're doing and and give Ah. them a shot at. It is unlike any
0: other service in Los Angeles. How amazed. Must be respected. Especially if he's receiving his head of praise from Jordan. I like think a second shot.
1: And then, really, the last two, I have to give them both to Ori Menashe. Bavel, and Bestia. Wow. Okay. Uh, Bestia, so Bestia. Bestia. Bestia been, been, been around LA for a while. Downtown. Downtown. It put the Arts District on the map. It is pasta. It is pizza. It is... One of the most successful restaurants. I have to believe in the country right now. They've been going almost 10 years. Wow. It is booked months out. I went uh, two Tuesdays ago. I left at 10 p.m. There was a line at the door at 10 p.m. On a Tuesday night. Can we go there, too? Eight, nine years in. Can we go there, too? If you like pizza... If you like pasta, the
0: bone marrow pasta. I remember they have a roasted
1: bone marrow spinach nochetti yeah. which are mini uh, gnocchis, and they spin them. They uh, they scrape that bone marrow out right onto it. It's yeah. a nice start to a meal. Yeah, that's, that's, that's like it. an appetizer. <laughs> Dude, I haven't
0: been there in like years. So I've and then
1: his newer restaurant, which is a little over a year, is called Bavel. I've heard about this place. It is equally as successful right now, almost a year, a little over a year in. And it's, it, the chef, Ori, is Israeli, but his he was a chef at Angelini Osteria. He of came course. up as an Italian chef, and so Bestia was his first thing. But his real passion, his real love, is Israeli food, and he's doing it here better than anyone in Los Angeles. So, where is Bavel Bavel is in the Arts District
0: as well. Oh, okay. It's on Mateo. Can we go to both these places? We can go to both. Can we go to all five of these places? We can go to all five. That's yeah! A, that's my Uncle, five. Uncle Jordan taking Young Heavy for a nice little food tour. Uh, what a great episode, bro. Thank you so much you for welcome. coming through. You're welcome. Guys, what else to say other than your motherfucking boy? Heavy. Check out Air Jordan wherever podcasts are available. So Air Jordan is just literally Air Jordan, and it's a food podcast. And also, too, you already know what the fuck going on with Gold Belly. I'm trying to grease them up so I can get it on that good side. So if you listening to this and you want to do the Air Jordan, go, go to Gold Belly and use Air Jordan as a code, get that 20% off. All you go as not might, might not know about that, but us Jews do. We love that 20%. You understand? Nice, <laughs> it's nice. Nice, that's a nice 20% off. Look, no, uh, sorry, Gold,
1: Gold Belly costs a premium, and the shipping is a huge part of it to be able to ship four cheesesteaks from Philly, to be able to ship, uh, you know,
0: barbecue from Joe's in Kansas City. It costs, but that 20% cuts it off nice. Yeah, so, you know, don't be shy. Check out Gold Belly, check out Air Jordan. You know, to This is, this is going to be the last episode
1: taking place in 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 the heavy dojo. Yes, they're they're taking it to a remote location. After this, the sound will
0: get better. The sound will get better, and, and more guests will be on. Jordan, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. One to sure. time, Jordan Oke, okay. peace. Legends. One time, there.